This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello and welcome to Culture Check, the Tailgate Society podcast. Please check the TailgateSociety.com and subscribe to Tailgate Society podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Arnold Woods, and I'm joined, as always, by Emily Cornell. Emily, what's going on? Oh, you know, college football was on today. We were both probably pretty sad with our teams, so that was the day. Um, but other than that, it's, you know, autumn, Halloween, avoiding people, the usual. So I didn't watch any other games except the Iowa State game. Oh. And... um I've, I don't know. I just, I, we went to my parents' house to watch the game and we were like traveling a bunch, um, in between, uh, my parents live on the other side of the town. So we, you know, we were trying to coordinate kids and stuff like that. And then just trying to get home as, as quick as we could. But so Wyoming, I'm, I'm guessing didn't, didn't pull it out. Ooh, they were losing last I checked. I gave up because they, it was maybe the third or fourth quarter, and they had a touchdown. Oh, it looks like they're bouncing back in the fourth quarter. So now the score is 20-28. Nevada is winning. All right, maybe I won't be so sad, but like what the part of the game I did watch, it was sad. Like Yeah. They only got field goals because they forced a fumble. So I just I'm very annoyed um as a fan <laughs> to see my team lose or losing and the quarterback like the starting quarterback was injured in like the first quarter pretty early on, which like you hate to see because he was injured last season also. And he's pretty good. It's just, man, it's a bummer, but maybe they pull out this win and like this really rocky start to the mountain West season will just be that it won't be, it won't set the tone for the season. I can hope we can only hope. I know what it's like, you know, I know what it's like to to be frustrated and hope that one loss or a couple losses don't derail your season. I'm kind of in that boat now. I don't think, I mean, this the game against Oklahoma State was, we had a lot more to gain than to lose. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're still in position to get to the conference championship game, but I don't know. Got to gotta work, work on some stuff. We'll save that for the college football podcast, though, because... I have a lot of thoughts on Iowa State football and specifically their offense, but I am not a college football coordinator or anything of the sort. I'm also not a musical expert, but that's what we're trying to do here. You know, we're trying to pretend that we're experts in this field or not really actually just trying to give our opinions, I guess, you know, so we have the the mailbag episode today. I'm pretty excited. We had some good questions on Twitter and, you know, we do these mailbags at the end of each section of this podcast. And it's it's cool to really interact with people and and kind of view the podcast from the outside looking in almost from from the perspective of, of the listeners. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sending us your questions. And do you want to just get right into the first question? Yes. So this first question was submitted from Micah J. Um, and they ask, what music do you remember as being part of your childhood? And what influence, if any, do you think your parents' favorites had on your musical taste i wanted to talk to you about this one because i know that you've mentioned in some of our episodes before that your parents were listening to like classic rock and stuff and it seems like your parents had a pretty um, distinct influence on your on your musical taste is that like is that fair to say or how would you answer this question yeah i would say so my parents that i, I like my parents are separated so like my mom my stepfather i like would definitely say they're the music they listened to really influenced like what I listened to as a kid. Um, but like, as I got older, I think that my dad, he, he really likes jazz. Um, I don't love jazz, but like 
R&B, like we can listen to that together. And I think that that has been, that has kind of influenced like what I do listen to in the realm of R&B, hip hop, rap, mostly the R&B though, because um, I don't think he'd listen to any of the rap I listen to. Um, so yeah, my parents for sure, like influence like what I listen to now to a point where it's still kind of in that like rock type of music or like it probably stems from rock so um they absolutely influenced it and like it's like your parents also influenced your taste in music they did excuse me they did um they i mean my parents i don't know about if your parents are um were big singers my parents sang around the house all the time was that kind of the case for no no? okay (laughs) Well, my parents, especially my mom, my mom, I mean, she still sings a lot just randomly. And um, my mom talks about, she told me once about how when I was older, she maybe in college and she articulated this to me and I didn't realize it growing up, but she talked about how when she was a kid, like she's the youngest, my mom is the youngest of seven and her oldest sibling is her brother who is 13 years older than she is. And so it's like, it was a boy and then six girls. And so she was a lot closer with her sisters and her older sisters, she would be listening to their music, which is like, you know, they're 10 years older than her, but she's listening to them. And my mom was born in 1955. So she's listening to music like from the sixties and like from the late fifties, early sixties, a lot of soul, a lot of Motown type stuff. That's further on into the 60s, really. But um, so I was listening to a lot of soul from like 60s and 70s soul from my parents. My parents was or my dad was born in 47. So my parents were a little older. So my musical tastes were older, like people like the OJs and the, you know, the Temptations and Sam Cooke. And um, going on kind of later into R&B, people like Anita Baker. Um, so I was just really influenced by like the soul, like R&B type stuff and then you know as I grew up you know I was you know I I grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s so a lot of rap from the time that's what you know we were all listening to but then also gospel music I grew up in the church and just listening to um, people like Timothy Wright and John P. Key and Fred Hammond and the Winans I was really heavily influenced by um, black gospel music and specifically um, like growing up in the 90s like Kirk Franklin, Kirk, what Kirk Franklin released in the nineties, he released an album called what you're looking for. And that was a really pivotal gospel album because it was really influenced by contemporary music. It's, it's, you know, it's almost, it's called contemporary gospel because it's heavily influenced by contemporary R and B and, and Kirk Franklin really incorporated that into that music. And that was, you know, there was some controversy about that, but it was really, really popular. And so that all that, you know, I played drum, drums from my church choir and, uh, you know, all that came from my parents. So they, they really had a really big influence on musical taste for sure. Yeah. I mean, do you still listen to a lot of these same artists now? Like, obviously not your go-to day to day, but like, you'll be like, oh, like, I want to listen to Sam Cooke today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's um kind of just when I'm in that when the when I'm in the mood for that type of stuff and I'm also trying my best to pass that on to my kids. Mm-hmm. And I play a lot of Stevie Wonder for my kids. I play a lot of Prince for my kids, the appropriate Prince for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, I play a lot of um kind of old school music for them just so they'll kind of be informed by that and kind of maybe have a knowledge that some of their peers might not, but I'm, you know, I, I like a lot of different types of artists and I want my, my kids to be exposed to, um, you know, more than just the popular people of their generation, because the popular people of their generation are influenced by people from generations back. So I want them to kind of get a full like breadth of that. So who, like, who are some of the people, I know you have some people, listed i guess but like who who were some of the people that your parents were listening to 
So my parents listen to like a lot of ACDC, Zeppelin, um, like Jimmy Buffett's not classic rock, but they like listen to a lot of Jimmy Buffett. Like we did a road trip. We did road trips a lot when I was a kid and we went to like Oklahoma, not meaning to go to Oklahoma because who makes a plan to go to Oklahoma? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, Oklahoma, not sorry. Uh, Sorry if you're listening to this and you're from Tulsa. Yeah, and you're like, you're like, oh, you're just crapping on this state. No, <laughs> we, we were going on a like road trip to go to Dallas, um, and our car broke down in Oklahoma. But so I remember like the music we were listening to at the time, and it was definitely Jimmy Buffett. Um, and then like they listened to the Beatles, which then like not they weren't super into the Beatles, but like enough where when I was in middle school, when the Beatles were popular again. Um, I feel like lots of millennials have this moment where they're like, yes, I'm super yeah. into the Beatles because For they're sure, just like yeah. the best band ever. They're like, they're not, but they're <laughs> really good. The Beatles are good. And um, they, they put out so much good music and they really, they have such a good story and um, how they became such a good band. It's very, um, it's very interesting. Like Malcolm Gladwell in one of his books, he writes about like how, oh, it was outliers and how the Beatles aren't necessarily successful because like they are great musicians. Right. They are successful because they kept playing at like clubs and they wanted to get people listening to their music. So they would play hours and hours and hours together every day of the week. That is how they became successful. Not because, you know, they are an Elton John, um, a little bit different um but like yeah like elton john pink floyd uh queen def leppard those were a lot of the the bands that i remember listening to and then keeping them and like continuing to listen to them um into that stage where i'm like oh i don't really want to like do anything with my parents but i'll listen to like this music and then i just remember my dad liking luther vandross um because i don't know any of the jazz musicians he likes to listen to, but he does listen to the same three CDs on repeat in his car. And I'm like, God, dad, you have an iPod. Parents like what they like. They do. You know, there's, they, there's a couple of old standbys in there. Yep. I, th- I think about, you know, the question is about our childhood. And so I think about, we had a, um, a Honda station wagon and there is this like, seven different cassettes that we would all always listen to whenever we took road trips, whenever we would go to Missouri or, or Illinois to visit family. Like there are these seven, like and the OJ's cassette was definitely on there. So it's funny. Like, so things like that are like, so like you're talking about like listening to Zeppelin. So when you, when you hear the song, um, stay away to heaven, right. Mm-hmm. To me, like, I, my instinct is, like, the OJ song. Like, there's an OJ song called Stairway to Heaven. And so, if, like, I didn't know that the Zeppelin song, that the, it's a completely, it's not a cover, it's, like, a completely different song. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't aware that there was a, I remember in eighth grade, like, there was a kid, and I was in jazz band, and there was a kid playing a song on guitar. He was playing Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven on guitar. And he said the name of it. And I'm like, that's not Stairway to Heaven. That's not how that song goes. And like, that's how I (laughs) knew that there was that version of Stairway to Heaven. So, but like things like that are like, that's how much my musical knowledge or taste or or whatever have you were were influenced by my parents. I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's not like a lot of us are really, or at least when when we were kids, I cannot compare to kids these days who are like, I listen to Ariana Grande and I'm seven years old. I'm like, what? Yeah, Um, But like, we didn't have control over what we were listening to. So we had what we had and we're like, yeah, I like this. This is fine. Like I have um, two little cousins. They're four and seven. And they're like, oh yeah, I love Sam Cooke. And I'm like, you love a who? And they're like, yeah. And they start singing different songs. And I'm like, Ah, uh, yes, you only hang out with old people. Yeah. I forget, you, like, stay at home with your grandparents. <laughs> and so, um, that like, that's what they have. That's what they're going to know. And they're going to go meet someone who's like, oh, do you know this song? And they're like, no, do you know this song that came out before your parents were born? Well, it's really amazing, too, because I remember 
this was years ago. Um, my cousin, I have a cousin who is, I don't know. She's got to be like 21 or 22 by now, but I was in Memphis. We were in Memphis once. And at that time she was probably like eight or nine. And we were at my other cousin's house in Memphis. It was my, one of my cousins was graduating from, was getting her master's from the university of Memphis. And so we were down there visiting her and we were in her kitchen and one, uh, like a random song came on her, whatever playlist we were listening to. And it was a Jackson five song that I'd never heard, but my little cousin was like, Oh, I know this song. We, we danced the song in my dance class. And she like sang the entire song verbatim. And I was like, wow. So it's, it's crazy how, you know, how kids consume music and the ways mm-hmm. in which they hear artists and which in, and how they become fans of artists, because some people obviously like an Ariana Grande who kind of just like dominates the culture, but then you're also getting kids who are, you know, finding these gems from, you know, teachers or their parents or whoever else, just older people in their lives who are kind of impressing their musical tastes on them. So, um, I find that kind of fascinating. I remember, I'll always remember that just being like, I've never even heard of this song. She knows the entire thing. That was pretty dope. Music, it doesn't it doesn't super matter when it came out, I think. It can be it doesn't like young people will consume older music and older people some older people will consume newer music. Yeah. Uh, um and so I think it it's a little bit different than maybe like a book that was written, you know, in the forties and it might be your parents or your grandparents' favorite book, but like it's really hard to like even care as like a young person. I could be wrong. I did not take a literature class, so I didn't read like The Great Gatsby, and people love that book. And I'm like, mm, right, okay. Well, <laughs> I loved Harry Potter. What does that say about us? Um, but but music can definitely it brings generations together, and it is very unique in that. I think. Yeah, I agree completely. Which is part of the reason why we're doing this. You know, we're trying to go back into the archives and then maybe someone who's listening to this will become a fan of a, of a musician that they might not have heard of before. And then they start, you know, playing it in the car with their kids. Like it's all cyclical. So it's pretty dope. Do you want to get to the next question? Yes. So this one is from Nicole, Gustaf- Nicole Gustafson, great TGS writer, contributor, Nicole. She asks... What's one artist or style of music that people would be surprised that you're into? What, 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 how do you answer this? What's, what's something people might not expect from, from you? I mean, at this point, I feel like they would expect that I listen to bluegrass and anything that's like close to that folksy and uh, alternative music. But like, I listen to, I like to listen to Disturbed. Like that's a band. Um, it's not my go-to. I'm not like, it's not like I'm secretly like listening to this very heavy music while I'm working, but when I go work out or run, I will listen to Down With The Sickness and, um, get a little bit scared, but run faster. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that's, is that like metal? I don't even know. It like is almost metal. Like there's some like, it's not like screaming, yeah. It's like yelling. It's like yell singing. And it's like, pretty intense. Though. It's like, yeah, it's pretty intense. And there's like a lot of guitars and drums. And I'm just like, this is like not something I want to listen to in my car, but it is something I want to listen to when I'm like working out or very specific activities. Like it has to be running, working out, whatever. Um, but like I would listen to this in, high, in like corn. I would listen to that in high school. Sure, and sure. I was like, yeah, this is fine. And now I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but like, Damn, what was I thinking? Yeah. Now I'm like, well, I know these songs and I kind of like them. I don't, I don't know. Um, what, what music would people be surprised that you're into? I don't know. I, I put down classical because I do. I love classical music. I don't mm. know if people would expect that from me just because we haven't really talked about classical music on yeah. on the podcast and i put the same with jazz like i'm really jazz was the first type of music that i learned how to play mm-hmm. so i know that i've i've i know i'm sure i've mentioned that i like jazz before but we just haven't really talked in depth about it uh i like classical just because i think that i being in band i started being in band in fifth grade and then i did that through high school 
and almost did it in college, but, but I didn't, but I think like being in concert band, I just got used to like long structured songs. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you learn also about like the class, you know, Mozart and Beethoven and, and everything like that, but also people, you know, like Chopin and then like Claude, um, I never know how to say his last name, Debussy, I think. Debussy. I'm, Debussy. I'm a big fan of his. Um, and that's kind of like, you know, he's, he was performing into the, into the 20th century, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoy classical music to, to like relax and to, um, and then there's people like, like, you know, who like Gershwin who kind of combined classical with jazz and yeah. Um, so I, I, I just enjoy that. I enjoy like the long structured stuff like that and it relaxes me and it's also something that I can like engage with intellectually because I'm kind of like imagining like what the sheet music looks like and that type of stuff so that's what I would say also I, I like musicals too like Broadway musicals are you into that I'm into Hamilton okay I haven't seen Hamilton did you watch it on Disney plus I didn't I they like toured and came to Austin and so my roommate and I saw it there but like when it had come out and like the music was on Spotify I'd listened to it um again i'm not really a history person either yeah. uh people listening would be like wow you're an actual idiot and it's like no not necessarily <laughs> i just i just didn't like history didn't it, american history didn't do it for me um yeah. so like i really enjoyed the music of hamilton because it was the way that hamilton is um and like some musicals are great i think i enjoy many wicked wicked's great there are others i'm I'm out on it bud but sure. um but so you're into musicals yeah i think i'm the same way i don't like like all of them but i like okay. you know some of the stuff i i really enjoy i haven't seen wicked i haven't seen hamilton i know it's on like we have disney plus but like i heard it's like super long so i'm gonna have to like figure out a way to siphon off some time so i can just like sit and watch it i know at least i both want to watch it but it's like it's three hours yeah <laughs> Like so, I don't know. We got to make some plans for for some people to watch the kids so that we can just sit and watch that. It's a commitment. Making sure you have like a meal. I wasn't ready for it to be so long. Yeah. And so I was like, man, it's now too late to eat more food because I think we saw it and it was like seven p.m. So like oh, wow. by the time we got home, I could be like, yeah, let me eat a sandwich. Like no. Um, I've heard that we also sat like in the nosebleeds. So it was like, it was, the music was great. We're like, all right, these, we're seeing these tiny people. And so like, it was fun, but I do really want to watch it on Disney plus because I've heard it's amazing. So where did you say that you saw it? Um, UT Austin. Okay. Okay. Uh, It came to Des Moines. It came to the civic center uh, years ago. um, Like two years ago, I think, but okay. Didn't get a chance to see it, but i'll i'll get to it just gotta figure out some time so um let's get into the next question okay the next question comes from jared smith and it is less of a question and more of a uh make an educated decision about these lead singers so please rank the following lead singers scott stapp uh gwen stefani chad kroger john rzisnik who I botched that, whatever. And Dolores Rorden. And for folks who don't know who these, like these lead singers are, if you're not a big fan of like 90s music, um, they are all lead singers of bands that were pretty big in the 90s. So Scott Stapp was lead singer of Creed. And I, we did not talk about Creed on this uh, podcast. Yeah, I hope we don't ever <laughs> be on this question. <laughs> And, uh, uh, like, Creed is for some people, not all. Gwen Stefani, we talked about No Doubt, and mm-hmm. she was the lead singer of No Doubt. Uh, Chad Kroger, the lead singer of Nickelback. John Rzisnik was the lead singer of The Goo Dolls. And Dolores Arorden, lead singer of The Cranberries. Um, did you rank them? I did. I don't, it, I don't think it showed up on here. Okay. Mm. I, I did it on my phone. So you go first because mine is very similar to yours. My okay. ranking is... Oh, no, it is. It's down there. I did. Oh, yeah. So oh, it's... Oh, yeah, I see it. Go ahead. Okay. So 
I ranked Gwen Stefani first because I very much enjoy her when she did her solo music. I, I enjoy No Doubt. So Gwen Stefani, John Rizniczek, because I do like the Goo Goo Dolls. Don't know if that's like a good or bad thing. I don't know if there's like a stigma attached to it. Um, Chad Kroger. Nickelback's not that bad, but we'll talk about Nickelback later. Uh, Dolores Rorden. I don't, I didn't listen to the Cranberries a ton. And the yeah. only song I can think of is Linger. And I think of someone farting and leaving the room when I hear the song Linger. Um, so <laughs> that's just like, like, I think a comedian, it was part of like their uh, set. And so I, I don't look at the Cranberries the right way. And um, Scott Stapp, because, you know, Creed is fine for some people. You're being very generous here. <laughs> Incredibly diff- uh, diplomatic out of you. You're like a politician right now. <laughs> well, I don't have like. In case super- Scott Staff is <laughs> listening to the podcast, I don't think he is. You can be. You can keep it real. That's all I'm saying. I don't <laughs> think Chad Kroger is a subscriber to 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 Culture Check. I am not trying to be super <laughs> diplomatic in this moment, though. I just um. I wouldn't turn the music off. I just wouldn't choose it. Okay, well, I would turn the shit off. I'll keep it real. I'll be it's, uh, I'll be the bad guy here in this section of the pod because this is rough. <laughs> Let me. So you. So your your ranking was Gwen Stefani at one, two John Rezesnik, three Chad Kroger, four Dolores O'Riordan, five Scott Stat. Yeah. So I am the same, and I actually, but I swapped. I swapped two, and I actually wrote it down incorrectly. So I would, <clears throat> excuse me, I would swap Kroger and O'Riordan. Okay. And, but everything else the same. Okay. With Quincy Funny one, I was designated uh, two and stabilized. The only, I mean, this is how basic I am, but the only Google Doll song I know is Iris. Okay. Which, I mean, I think that's their most fav- famous song. Maybe, I don't know. But I remember that, I remember it was on the soundtrack to a movie called City of Angels. Are you familiar with that movie? I am not, but I'm familiar weird, with the song. It's a weird movie. I remember seeing it. I'm going to look up when that came out. It's a 90s movie, and I remember seeing it in the theaters. Um, it starred Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. Whoa. And, yeah, it came out in 98. So Nick Cage plays like an angel, and I don't do – can I spoil it or do you not Yeah, Yeah, I, I am okay with spoilers. So, I mean, it's, the movie's 22 years old, so <laughs> statute of limitations. He, from what I remember of the movie, like he plays an angel and he like falls in love with Meg Ryan, who's a human. And so he chooses to like be a human instead of being an angel. Wow. And I'm, I'm pretty sure at the end of the movie, he gets like hit by a bus or a car or some shit and he dies. And I remember being like, this is a weird movie, but Iris was like the song from that movie. And so that's how I know it. Oh, if anyone's listening to this, please tweet at me if I'm misremembering that and we can have a dialogue about it. But I just remember seeing that. I mean, I was nine when the movie came out. And so I was just like, this is a weird movie. And I don't know why I'm here watching this. So that's my Google Doll story. <laughs> I'm intrigued by it. I don't know if I'm intrigued enough to watch the movie or just go to the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Probably Wikipedia because Nicolas Cage is uh, not my first choice for watching any movie. Was he in Face Off and this in the same year? What a year. I, I don't even know what Face Off is. You don't know what Face Off is? No, wow. the only Nicolas Cage thing I've watched and enjoyed is like National Treasure, but everyone makes fun of it. But it like, they should have only made one. Okay, I'm sorry. We have to take a detour here. <laughs> we, I, I'm, I, know what we're, I know this is a mailbag we have to. So Face Off is actually 97, another crazy movie. Um, <laughs> I, I can't even this with a straight face so face off is nick cage and john travolta whoa and john travolta is a cop and nick cage is like a crazy like psychopathic killer and i don't even remember why i haven't seen this movie in years but they (laughs) they trade faces oh like they like surgically like john travolta goes undercover as nick cage and then nick cage is like John Travolta. I don't. It's so weird, but they like switch faces, and it's it's a 
crazy ass movie, but I had to I had to explain the plot to you. Okay. And yeah. We'll talk more about that off air. <laughs> um let's go to the next question because I don't want to talk about Creed anymore. That's fair. Um <laughs> comes qu- from oh, the next oh, question comes from uh our fearless leader, Ted Flint. What is the whitest type of music you enjoy? And is there a band or artist you discovered well after everyone else and was like, damn, I missed the boat here? So for me, I'll start with Haim. I love Haim. I was going to say this in the the last question, too, about people who artists who people might not expect me to like. But Haim, um, Haim is a a trio um, of sisters. Great music. I enjoy Haim. They're also very white. Um, But shout out to Haim. Great band. And then Queen. I love Queen. Queen is just like, that's definitely one that I missed the boat on. Which, I mean, I don't know. I, I was, I'm not in, that old. So they were, um, their prime was like in the 70s. So I'm not like, I, it's not like I missed the boat. It, I missed the boat because of circumstances. But um, great music. Love, just bangers. Bangers after bangers after bangers. Great. And you talked about like the Beatles earlier. Like, it's the same because, like, the Beatles is just like, okay, cool. But, like, Queen has bangers, bro. Queen is a better band than the Beatles. Like, just off of songs, like, good songs. The amount of good songs you have, it's Queen to me. I love Queen. Queen is great. Uh, yeah. What about you? Um, so, I feel like I missed the boat on, like, Harry Styles and realized that Harry Styles music, I'm like, man, this is good pop music. Mm-hmm way after everyone was obsessed with him, but I was like, oh, another white man. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Because um, <laughs> it wasn't going based off of his music. Like, it wasn't like other, my peers, my my fellow women folk, were. they weren't like, oh, you need to listen to this Harry Styles song. They're like, oh my God, have you seen Harry Styles? And I'm like, yeah, he needs to eat a sandwich and get some sunlight. Um, but then I heard Lights Up and I'm like, man, the song hits and it's been out a while. So I miss about there, but I am now part of that train. Um, and then like the whitest music is like somewhere between the chain smokers and the lumineers. So I don't, uh, all of it, all of the music, not all 80% of the music I listen to very white. So I, two things, first of all, for those of you listening, I'll take you behind the curtain a little bit because (laughs) Emily, Emily like produces this basically, like we record these and then she like, she, you know, edits it and sends it off to our, to our people at at TGS so that it can like be put on Twitter and so that you can listen to it in the safety of your home or in your car or however you're listening to it. But I need you, Emily as our producer slash co-host, I need you to like chop up something. I need you to chop up the clip of you saying, oh, another white man. I'm confused or whatever you said. Like, I need that. I need you to chop that up and send that to me because I want to like, I want to use that. So thank you. Thank you for that moment. Um, I can send that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, we'll figure out what, you know, what the timestamp is and, and we'll get that done. Secondly, so you mentioned like the chain smokers and it just makes me think of, there was that tweet that went viral. Yes. Maybe a year ago. It was like like three random white people could come and be like, we're the chain smokers. And I'd be like, all right. Like I I'm like, that's yeah, maybe the most maybe the tweet I've related to the most, like ever on Twitter. Uh, Cause I completely agree. Like I have no idea. I, I know, know they, they had that like. song, but yeah, I have no clue. It's, I, just I know, know they had that. Men. Yeah, they had that song. Uh, what was their big song? Uh they had the one with Halsey that was like closer where they talk about closer, a roommate in Boulder it. and they never like were in Boulder and they're not from Boulder. Um, so I remember people in Colorado being like, but you're not from here. Oh, I bet. I'm sure they were heated. Like uh, y'all don't even go here. They, yeah. But like also people in Colorado like going to see the chain smokers because they go to Red Rocks and for folks who like don't know what red rocks is an amphitheater it just outside of denver it's an outdoor venue and it's very beautiful and uh, if you don't know this might be old news pot is legal in colorado so people get really high go to red rocks and watch the chain smokers and their shows i think have like lots of lights and things happening so there's more than pot being smoked there but like that legally that's what people are doing you know who's another like white artist who I who has a lot of songs that I like? Mm. 
Gaga. I like a lot of Gaga's music. Her music's very good. Yeah. It has I, a purpose and like yeah, she has sure. like an agenda with it. Very pro LGBTQ rights. Yeah. I don't know because I'm now I'm thinking because I'm like it is she's a white artist. She's very white. She's a white artist, but like is it white music necessarily? Or is it just pop music? Mm, I don't know. She's pop music. Yeah. Cause like I would consider the chain smokers to be like a lot whiter than than Gaga. Yeah, but they're, they're also straight doing up white. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's they're mayonnaise. Yeah, she at least is like she's Italian. Yeah, like, you got a little culture in there. Yeah, bit, you know what I mean. Yeah, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. She's done some songs with Beyonce. We'll take it. Um, next question <laughs> from Tim Johnson. Who are your guilty pleasure artists? Um, I am shameless, and I have no guilty pleasure artists. I listen to it all, and sometimes I'm uncomfortable listening to it, not because I feel bad that I'm listening to something, but, like, imagine just sitting in your car, and all of a sudden, WAP comes on. Like, you, you might be like, oh, my God, what am I listening to? Like, not a guilty pleasure. It's just like a, oh, I'm shocked by the language used here. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. And I mean, WAP is just, that's just a great song. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I'm the same way. Like if I like it, I don't feel guilty about it. And I'll, I'll, the artist that jumps to mind immediately for me in that regard is Travis Porter, who, um, Travis Porter is a, is a rap group and, um, like make it rain. Are you familiar with that song? Uh, Yes. Yeah. So that's Travis (laughs) Porter. And I have a story about that. I don't know if I can tell that story on air, but um, remind me afterwards. And okay. I mean, I could. It's not, a, I don't know. It's no one that anyone knows. Did anyone but, go to jail? Did anyone die? No, 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 no. Nothing like that. But like, that's, I'll, I'll put it this way. That's a song where if the mood is right and people have been drinking and you're on a party bus. Oh gosh, people do shady things. People, it's, it's, let's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you after we get done recording, but, um, you know, I was in college, you know, Travis Porter, man, they had a couple bangers and, um, that's just, you know, you're drunk, you're going to dance. It's great. So, but again, like, I don't feel guilty for liking Travis Porter. Um, some people would be like, well, that's not a guru. I mean, I know what it is. Like, it's not, I'm not listening to Travis Porter expecting to hear common or like, you know, Kendrick Lamar or like some kind of incredible <laughs> lyrical content. Like I'm listening to that shit so I can drink and, and turn up. So I'm the same that's, way. I don't, I don't, I don't feel guilty about any of it. And that's like, to your point where you're like, you're not like listening to it for like any intellectual reason. You just like, you're listening to it dr- to drink and have fun. Like, exactly. That's, it's okay to have music like that. Like, I think yeah. some people feel like they need to always be like, well, I'm having a very intellectual conversation about the content and like the context of like this specific musician, like, what does it mean? And it's yeah. like, dude, just like listen to this music and calm down. Exactly. We can, you, there's a time and there's a place to be a music nerd and there's yes. a time and a place to just like enjoy shit. So that's how I feel. Yeah. Same this next question, I want to read this next question because I'm going to just, you have the, the hottest takes of all hottest takes. So I'm going to just sit back and let you cook on this one. I'm going to let you just, <laughs> you're going to ISO, we'll, we'll clear out the block for you. You can just go one-on-one. This is you. Thank you. The, the question comes from Chris Shipley. And the question is, why is Nickelback so hated, but so, so popular? So this is, you have the floor. This is all you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate Chris for asking this question. Um, so they were in the wrong, wrong place at the wrong time. Like their music is just as catchy as any other rock band. And not like when I say this, I don't mean like a rock band of like the tier one of Queen, Zeppelin, Elton John. Like they are not a tier one rock band, but they're just as catchy as any other. Like it's like a pop garbage band where you're like, yeah, this is going to be on the radio, and like people are going to listen to this, and they'll have a couple good songs, and then they'll disappear. Um, like that song, I throw my hands up in the air sometimes, saying, "Hey, like you remember that song? That would have been when you were in college." 
Yeah. Uh, who was that? Tayo Cruz. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know the song. But so like it's it's like a catchy song, but it's like nothing nothing special. Um, and so like Nickelback is that for like this grungy rock. What and a comparison! So, the Nickelback Tayo Cruz comparison. I, mean, I respect that. That's that's you. pretty good. Thank you. I like. I think that when we think about different musicians in like specific tiers and like what your expectations for them are, then it makes it a little bit, you're not like, Oh, like this band is the worst. Like, yeah, they can't do much better, but like they're better than someone else because someone knew that they would write a song that people will sing. And there's nothing like you, there's no frills to it. Like there's no frills, nothing special about Nickelback. So like, um, it's unfortunate that like their song, like photograph, like everyone knows the words to that song. <laughs> People don't necessarily like it, but everyone knows the words to that song. So it just makes me laugh. This makes me laugh, bro. It's just, <laughs> photograph. It just, oh man. It's unfortunate. Wrong place, wrong time. And like along with like the jokes that came with them and the memes, they got a little more hate than they deserve. Because let's be real. Creed probably deserves more hate than Nickelback. I can get, yeah, I can get behind that. I had, so for me, when I think of Nickelback, I also think of the song Hero, just because it was on Spider-Man. Like the first Spider-Man, first Spider-Man movie came out, I was in seventh grade. And that was, um, that song was attached to that. And so that's the first, and then like Photograph, and then just like the memes from Photograph. Um, That's just, it's hilarious. Um, here, here, my thing with Nickelback is, and I feel I feel this way about a couple of different artists. First of all, I'm so like far removed from like listening to rock music consistently that I feel like I can't even really criticize Nickelback because it's not like it's just so far out of my lane. And I've talked about that on this podcast over the last you know eight episodes about how, excuse me. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how to critique rock music because mm-hmm. it's like it's so outside of what I normally listen to. And so for me, it's like it's it's like me criticizing like. Um, like Italian league football, you know what I mean? Like Italian league soccer, like I'm aware of it and there are some teams that I know and there's some players that I know, but like I can't critique a team. You know, I don't uh, you know, I can't really critique Juventus. Or, you know, because I just don't, I'm not as, I'm not familiar with it enough. So that's kind of number one. But number two, I, and I feel, I feel this way about a couple of different artists who are super like, who sell a lot of records, but are like notorious in the culture for being bad. Right. So Nickelback is kind of the prime example of that. And then. I don't know. You can go down the line of, of whatever other band or artist that you that you want to consider, but like someone's lying, right? Like if everyone if everyone says that you suck and yet you're going triple platinum every time you drop an album, so like someone's lying. Someone's not telling the truth in terms of like, you know, we got some Trump voters in here, right? Like you you're yep. lying to the polls, right? Yeah. So, so someone's like you can't be as successful as they've been and then just be universally like you're not. You can't be universally hated if you've got 4 million people buying your records every two years. So Perfect. I don't know. I just feel like people, and this goes into what we're talking about with like guilty pleasure, but like stand by it. If you like it, then like say that don't, don't try to ride the wave and you know, it's cool to not like this band. So I don't like, no, if you, if you like it, then stand behind it. That's how I feel. And understand that like all of their songs sound pretty similar, but like, mm-hmm. There's those of us who like uh, Bumford and Sons. All their music sounds the same. It's okay. There's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. I don't like the the. There's a part of music nerd culture, and this, as someone who is a musician and who is like passionate about music, like I understand, you know, wanting to discover new artists and like critiquing music and like you know ranking music and you know however whatever else you want to say. But like the snobbery, I just don't really like. I don't like music snobbery. I don't. I don't really get down with that. Like, just like what you like, and and try to, you know, appreciate and celebrate that people enjoy different things other than you. And if you, you know, if you want to get into debates about it, that's fine. But like, I don't. I don't do a lot of music shaming. I guess I just don't really get down with that. 
imagine if people applied that also to like their lives outside of music (laughs) for sure people would be so much happier i agree having said that creed sucks i mean i i can see yeah that's true i'll i'll you know taking everything else into account we can still stand on that truth um should we get into this last one yes so it's a two-part question uh well yeah so first it's like a three-part question i take it back um what are your favorite albums for the artists that you have discussed and who are your favorite female rappers and why let's do the first part first um from the artists that we've discussed and one of them um obviously like the high school episode we did i we did my favorite album ever which is b by common so yes that one's off the bat um did you have any what how do you want to do this do you want to go episode by episode or like what do you or just make me do two or three or what are you thinking i mean i'm good with whatever like if you had a favorite album from each stage of life that's amazing well we can do just from the people that we've talked about right so this is from the artists that we've discussed so like let's just go so starting with elementary school out of um so we have no doubt we have um outcast we have green day and we have destiny's child so do you want to you did green day and destiny's child do you want to like pick a favorite album out of one of those artists or like from both of those artists or like what are you thinking um i can do one from one of the artists okay and i think I, I think it's Green Day's Dookie. Like, we didn't talk about it, but, like, you know, we talked about Warning. Um, Dookie came out before Warning and is probably one of their best albums. Um, it's very good. Okay. I, I know that that's a pretty well-known album, so mm-hmm. I've, I've heard of that one. I'll do Outkast. Uh, this is tough. I've, I mean, favorite Outkast album, it's a it's not a tie. It's, it's, I'll do two of them. One is my favorite probably is probably Stankonia. Um, and that just has to do with how old I am and when that album came out. Um, I just love that album. And then actually the second one I just want to shout out is, is Idlewild, which a lot of people would, I think a lot of people would probably rank Idlewild as like their least favorite or like the worst quote unquote outcast, outcast album. But I actually love that album. Maybe that's just a hot take for me, but I love Idlewild. Stand by it. Stand yeah. by your hot takes. So middle school, we have Erica Badu, Usher, Fallout Boy, Jack Johnson. What do you what do you want to go with? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go with Fallout Boy. And from Under the Cork Tree. It came out before Infinity on High. It's like their album where they got they gained popularity and it is I don't know what they're saying in a lot of the songs. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand them, which is like a common thing for Fall Out Boy listeners. Mm-hmm. But um, it just it makes me think of a simpler time. I hey, the nostalgia is real. It is. Which one would you pick from Erica Badu and Usher? Hmm, I'll do Usher, and I will say. I'll do. I'll, I I gotta be basic. It's confessions. I really I like that. It's That's either a good confession, album. It's either confessions or my way. And I'm not gonna pick my way just because it's nostalgic. Like I'll just do confessions because confessions is just. I mean, it's an all time album and it's got a lot of great songs. So I'll go with confessions. Um, I mean, I already did mine for high school. So I did com. I I did common, which is B, was my favorite ever. Um. So I guess from you between Florence and the Machine and Rihanna, this is good. Which one? Oh, um, in my self that wants to be cool, I want to say it's a Rihanna album, but I think I I really like Lungs. Um, okay, I I would say I like the music of Lungs and Florence and the Machine in my normal rotation, like I, there's a time and place for Rihanna and I love her. Mm-hmm. And I like, as a person, I'm like, yes, sure. Rihanna. But it, for the music, for like what I normally listen to, like lungs is it. And it's great. Completely fair. On that episode, I mentioned, um, rated R. I love rated R. That's, um, probably my favorite Rihanna record. Love that. Um, college, college. years. 
Yeah, so we have Ed Sheeran, the Black Keys, Drake, and Gambino. And you had? I had Drake and the Black Keys. Black Keys. Yeah, I'll go. I mean, for Drake, it's um, nothing was the same. Okay. That's that's easy. Um, That's his best work, in my opinion. It's his most cohesive, and it's his most, like, um, mature isn't the word, but, like, most fully realized. Like, he's at the height of his powers, and um, I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't classify myself as, like, a Drake fan. He has – I certainly respect his stature, and, um, you know, there's a lot about Drake that I don't like, but, like – Nothing was the same as an incredible album. So I'll go with that one. What about you between Gambino and Ed Sheeran? Um, I would have to say from Ed Sheeran, his number six collaborations project. That's We talked about it like super briefly, but it came out oh, last year, which feels like 20 years ago, um, where he <laughs> yeah. did songs with like Cardi B and um, Camila Cabello and Travis Scott. Um, it just it shows a lot of range from Ed Sheeran. I don't know if it necessarily counts as an album because it's a collaboration thing. I don't care. We're the ones with the mics. We get to make the decisions. So Damn right. I'm gonna go Damn with right. that one be, just because it it brings together so many different artists in ways that I'm like, man, look at Ed Sheeran. One day he's gonna stop making the music and he's just gonna be a producer. And it's gonna we're gonna have like so many good collaborations. Good pick. Great, great pick. Um, post-college, we have Kendrick, we have Solange, we have Casey Musgraves, and we have Panic at the Disco. I will, I will pick Kendrick Lamar, and it's this one. Uh, Pimp a Butterfly, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, this, it's, it, was, it was a fastball down the middle for me. Like, this is, it's very, very um, in my wheelhouse and, and appeals to my musical sensibilities. So, um, what about you? Um, I will pick Panic at the Disco and I'll go with Pray for the Wicked, which was the album that came out after Death of a Bachelor. Same kind of vibe, like still very like upbeat music. Um, I don't know. They're both very good albums, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That was a fun episode. I was very interested in listening to Panic at the Disco. I'm glad that we did that one. I enjoyed that one. And I feel like we had a lot of range in that one. Because yeah. Casey Musgraves checked our country music box. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we ran the gamut there. We really did. Um, the years we were born. Yeah. 1989 and 1993. So we've got, we got Janet Jackson. We've got De La Soul. We've got Wu-Tang Clan. We've got Mariah. What are you, you going to go with? Um, Mariah Carey, Emancipation of Mimi. Love sure. that album. Another... Sure nostalgia thing but I, I actually think the album has a lot of good songs on it not just songs that i would think are good like normal people would think the songs on it are good so that's where i'm picking mm-hmm. what about you i'm gonna go with janet and it's um the album that came i believe two albums after rhythm nation which is the velvet rope okay um i, just, I don't know i can't say enough about that one love it great album um i get lonely is on that album uh, which is probably my favorite Janet song. Um, yeah, the Velvet Rope. That was a that was a really big deal. Um, from before we were born. So we've got Redbone, we've got Fleetwood Mac, we've got Stevie Wonder, and we've got Prince. What are you What are you going with? I'm picking Fleetwood Mac, and I'm picking Rumors. I'm yeah. picking, it might be my favorite full album of all the ones that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. It might be because it might be the recency bias, but um, man, it's such a good album front to back, yeah. in in my opinion. Um, which one are you picking for Stevie Wonder or Prince? Wow, um, I'm gonna go with Prince. And on on some days, Parade is my favorite Prince album, but for the purposes of this exercise, and just because I've already done in high school, already did, or a couple of them already did the the ones that we talked about i will go with hmm, i'm probably gonna go with controversy um i'll give controversy i I don't know i just want to talk about it i guess because it has my favorite prince song which is jack you off 
Love that song. Incredible song. And Controversy is a great song. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. That was his brilliant period. So I'll go with, I'll shout out Controversy. Um, that's it, right? That is it. For, for that third. section of the, yeah, for that yes. section of the question. And then the, who are your favorite female rappers and why? Man, um, my favorite right now is Meg. Definitely Megan the Stallion. Uh, good pick. Yeah, she's great. Um, what a year she's had. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's had a, a wild year, but um, she's. Uh, I'm happy that she's having the success that she has. I I have to remind myself how young she is. She's like 24, 25. She's a child. Um, yeah, just you know, but she's making a lot of moves and I'm, I'm happy for, I, you know, historically I've liked people like, um, I've liked MC light. I've liked, um, Trina. I've liked Lil Kim. Um, stylistically they're different. Foxy Brown. Um, you know, I, they all have like songs. I like, they all have albums. I like, um, I'm just going to go with Meg right now. Cause she's just like, um, I just really enjoy what she's doing for the culture and um, just a big fan of Meg. What about you? Um, I picked Missy Elliott because I feel like I grew up like listening to Missy Elliott. Not obviously yeah. not when I'm listening to classic rock with my parents, but like um, just like mainstream music. And I think she's like very talented and um she like worked with Lizzo on her album. So big fan. Missy is an incredibly important artist. Yeah. And she's an incredibly underappreciated artist. So anytime we have a chance to discuss Missy, I'm, I'm very happy. Shout out to Missy. I feel like she gets like overlooked and I'm like, wait, what? How do we forget that Missy Elliott exists? Yeah, she's <laughs> incredible. I, do you remember when she performed at the Super Bowl with, um, uh god what's your name katie perry like missy came out for a little bit during that performance and like twitter just like went crazy yeah it's like everyone yeah. knows who she is and everyone's like oh yeah i love missy elliott like okay like then why it shouldn't be a surprise when she shows yeah. up to things is she's incredible and i'm glad that she was able to kind of get her flowers in that moment mm-hmm. but i agree with you like we gotta we gotta continue to give them to her because she's incredible She's still around. It's not like she was like, I'm done. I'm retired. Exactly. Exactly. And then the second part to this question, it's only like directed at Arnold. And so it's like, do you think this exercise has expanded your understanding of rock music? And what are the artists you think you'll explore now that you've had more exposure? It has a hundred percent just by virtue of me listening to the albums, like sitting down and like making myself listen to this music and engage with it and, and, and think about it and, and letting it sit with me and discuss it with you. Like you've really opened my eyes in a lot of ways um, to this music. So um, it's definitely expanded my understanding of, of the music and really this might be, um, this might not be the answer that the person is expecting from this, but the artists I think I'll explore more now are just artists that we haven't discussed in these episodes because I want to take what I've learned from the artists that we've listened to and try to like engage with different artists. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of, I think about bands that were popular like when I was in high school. So people like The Strokes, The Vines, Franz Ferdinand, like that type of kind of like indie rock. Mm-hmm which we didn't, I, we didn't really do any indie rock albums, Mm-mm. did we? No. So like, so that's just kind of a new type of rock for me. So I want to like take what I've learned from the rock that I listen to here and try to like kind of transfer over some of what I was thinking about and the type of stuff I was listening to and see like how it goes when I listen to some of those artists, I guess. What do you, are you like, how do how do you feel about those bands? That was a big like moment. I remember I had a lot of friends who were like really into those those artists, like the Killers, to like that type of the indie rock wave. How do you are you into that, or like how did you feel about that? I would say I listened to a lot of those bands. Um, also, just who I was around in high school kind of influenced that. 
And I think that's why once I got to college and I was like, oh, I'm going to pick the music I want to listen to. It like became a more softer route of like, um, like folksy music because I'm like, yeah, I like it. I still like the guitars, but like sometimes I just want to like sit and not feel like the music is attacking me, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is not like, I, I don't think I listen to killers and feel that way, but um somebody told me just it's it's so high energy you're just like i don't want to listen to this before i'm going to sleep um i i think that listening to those bands will be helpful and it it i feel like so many bands get lumped into like alternative and so you that's like another route to like listen to more rock ish bands where you're like oh like this is how this has evolved from you know, the Beatles to now. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, um, I just, I want to like keep an open mind, you know what I mean? And like, um, I think I just have like a bunch of preconceived notions about that type of music. And I think that doing this, this exercise has really allowed me to like a, a band like Panic at the Disco, like that, that's, that episode is like gonna be really important for me in terms of like musically, like my taste moving forward. And just like engaging with music and just like actually sitting with it because I that that album was so I don't know if an album has surprised me in that way before. It's been a long time since it has because it just wasn't what I was expecting. And were you expecting with a lot of like these different rock albums? Well, I think about a band like Panic at the Disco specifically. Like I think I was I think I was maybe expecting something heavier. And something more like more guitar forward, mm-hmm. and more like you know, Guns N' Roses, like yeah, kind of yeah, kind of just more kind of um, closer to like e- even like a Green Day, maybe. Mm, okay. And that is not what that album was. That's not what that. That's not. And and I know that you've told me that that album is a lot different than some of their other albums, right? Hmm. So I think that it's just like, I want to take them because, you know, rock bands are trying to expand themselves and they're trying to mm-hmm. push themselves and they're trying to like, you know, try different genres. I remember I have a friend who is a really big Metallica fan. And um, there's a couple of Metallica songs I like. Um, just, I mean, he's like their number one fan, <laughs> but he talks about how they have an album, um, their album, St. Anger that a lot of people don't like it's kind of like universally regarded by their fans as like their worst album but um they were trying something different right and a lot of people didn't like it or or whatever else but like they at least tried it so i'm trying to like put myself in the position of someone who makes music and who is like trying to kind of expand their palette a little bit and maybe you know nudge their audience forward a little bit um so i i think that i i want to listen to multiple albums of the same artist multiple strokes albums multiple vines albums multiple killers albums to sort of see what their home base is and then like see where they you know when they try new shit i guess if that makes sense it does and it's i think that's good because for some of those artists you will see like a change some you'll be like ah this sounds pretty much the same and i didn't need to listen to this Um, (laughs) yeah that would be the mumford and sons Again, I like Mumford and Sons, but they their albums sound very similar. And mm-hmm. when they tried to do something new, no one liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, this is good. Uh so yeah, it's good to see which bands can like successfully try something new with their music. Yeah. There's also a lot of artists that we could have talked about that I thought about um like Lauren Hill, right? Like yeah. I thought about, I thought about doing, you know, Miseducation Lauren Hill, but I mean, she don't, that was her only solo album and she did the Fuji's records, but like collectively her catalog is like pretty small. So even with the D'Angelo, D'Angelo has, I don't know, not counting like his live album or his live stuff. Like he has three albums and they're all great, but you know, there's not and you know brown sugar came out and uh brown sugar came out in 95 and then voodoo in 2000 and then black messiah is like 2014 so obviously black messiah sounds a lot different than 
um, than like brown sugar, but you can see the growth, but at the same time, it's like, you need more, like you need, you need to um, have a bigger like um, sample, I guess, a bigger sample size before you can like really get into, okay, this is how, this is, this is how this has influenced this. And this is how this yeah. album is kind of building off the last album and he's trying to go in this direction. So I'm, I, I like a lot of artists like that who put out great stuff, but they only have like three albums. So it's just kind of tough. So I want to kind of, with the rock music, I want to, you know, get into people who have a lot of albums. Green Day would be a good example too. Like they have, they've just made a lot of music. So it's, um, it'll be, you know, I'll have a kind of a, a richer text to um, kind of parse through and, and see what their, um, see what their musical journeys are. I'm excited to hear what you have to say and which ones you end up being like, this is great. And which ones you're like, no, these are all bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll discuss it for sure. Be good. Well, that's all we have for the questions. Yeah, thank you everyone for for sending them to us. Um, thank you for listening to this to the series that we've done. And I know we are going to be, you know, taking some time to kind of figure out what the what the next version of this podcast looks like, which I'm excited for. So we haven't we have a few ideas, but we don't have anything set in stone yet. So. Um, We'll kind of be figuring out what we want to discuss next and what our next topics are going to be. That'll be pretty dope. So we'll talk to you soon, but thank you for listening. Thank you all.